Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast, WWE's big deal with Fox. New Day's big decision to make at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. The Battle of the Super Juniors in New Japan and a whole bunch more. Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast. Take three. <laughs> uh, Ditch so that good. nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome back to the band from Ringside Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. Job Vila. And to my <laughs> right, as always, we have Two Beer Zach Bowman. What's going on, Two Beer Zach? Just hanging out in this old house, you know? Yeah, I know. I, I tried to come up with another pun for this old house, but I had nothing and to his right as always we have jason cornelius bell what's going on jcb hashtag booty heels it's all good baby uh, just <laughs> living life baby uh, you deserve it live your life no, man no, do okay. what you need to do oh shit you don't, know don't I mean, it, live your truth shit. statistically it's going to end before hours so. <laughs> this is true <laughs> that's story that's, true. <laughs> that's what i say i should be that dude that's getting tased up in fucking <laughs> milwaukee at this point oh my god forbid uh we are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in hot St. Louis, Missouri. No, it ain't hot. Well, we we did skip spring. I think I've said this we before. We skip spring but every it, fucking year. Yeah, I know. It's getting hotter and hotter every year. But, you know, in Congress, they do bring in a snowball every once in a while to prove to us that <laughs> global warming ain't real. Right. We got uh, Sam the Mauler Mall. Back from vacation. Mr. Perfect's in looking, the house. Looking rested, looking I mean, tan, looking just, great. God I'm, damn. Je- I'm oh, a little jealous. How I'm a good little jealous. Sam look? God, he looks really good. Um, before we get too far into the podcast tonight, because we have a bunch of stuff to talk about, um, I'm going to tell you about our first sponsor, which is Soul Taco, baby, the best Mexican, Korean, Korean, the best Mexican, Korean fusion food in the world, but certainly in the St. Louis and Chicago land areas. They got places in the U city loop. They got two trucks driving around. St. Louis, Missouri, plays in Columbia, Missouri, Chesterfield, Missouri, Chicago, Illinois, Champaign, Illinois. If you guys like your tacos Asian-fused or your burritos or maybe your quesadillas, hell, maybe your potstickers, your goji bowls, go get yourself some Soul Taco. They are a friend of the show. They've been a friend of the show since that day one-ish. They Tell have been a sponsor of the show since that day one-ish. Tell Moose. Go get yourself some Soul Taco. You can find them on Twitter. You can find them on Facebook. You can find them on the IG, which I'm not on, but I hear it's a lot of fun. I heard there's a lot of pictures on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Is that true that there's a lot of pictures on Instagram? Go get yourself some Soul Taco. Seriously, tell them the band from Ringside sent you. They are the best, and we're not just saying that. We are all true believers. Billy V and I got some on Saturday, and uh, you know there was that food truck, and then there was a roast beef food truck, which I will not name because they haven't given us any money, but it's my favorite roast beef on the planet. I did hang out with you on Saturday, and I, I apologize. I was already kind of there by the time i saw you i think we hung out for a few hours though didn't we yeah you know yeah. like you know like well, you 10 minute intervals ask, at a time well you gotta ask the question you know you out there bad. i saw other people you brought me in there to the see other thing. people right did the same thing i mean i was talking to other people we, right? all, we all wander yeah we're we're wanderers Mm-hmm. nomadic drinking on saturday it was nomadic <laughs> drinking Ooh, and that nomadic drinking took itself 
well into the night, I promise. <laughs> well, uh, I bet. Would you two have a good but, uh, Without further ado, we'll get to our three counts. JCB, what you got? How do I want to say this? Um, it's a big deal. Yeah, but it, there's there's a line I want to use, and I can't think of it. it what I want to use. But anyway, long story short. Professional podcaster right there. You know it, baby. Fox taking over SmackDown's rights for the next five years starting in fall of 2019 at a billion dollars over five years. Billion dollars over five years. Knee-jerk reaction. Kind of thought this was going to happen because we heard rumblings about UFC going to ESPN, so that opens up Fox to do something also, of this NBC, magnitude. NBC was in the running, too. Yeah, from, uh, that's your old school. If the rumors are to be believed. Yeah, that's the old school. They do stuff with Universe, NBC Universal, and they did uh, Saturday Night Main Events back in the day, so there's a, at least a paper trail with that. But to have a weekly show of two to three hours yet to be determined live or tape yet to be determined is a huge deal in the in the wwe arena just in the sense of a financial deal now you've come up with the big time you're basically there with the nba nhl well not even the nhl nba uh nfl barely even the nba barely. in terms of prime, prime, time, prime yeah, time i was gonna say this this should be somewhere in your. I mean, the World seven, Series is there, but then sometimes the World Series is on FS1. The last couple of years, it, even still, it's still. I get what you're saying, but if you'd have told me a year ago when we first started that SmackDown of either or show would be the one that would go prime time first, I'd have looked at you crazy. It's always looked as the B show, you know, for whatever reason. And there's reasons that are justified, but there's other reasons that are not justified. You know why it's SmackDown, though? Because they're going to do it on Friday nights. Okay, but that's... I'm just I'm not a huge fan of the Friday night spot, number one. Well, it's gonna fuck the podcast up because we're not gonna be able to talk about SmackDown on the podcast. We're only gonna be able to talk about last week's SmackDown and the Raw. So mm, they damn. didn't con- they like, didn't consult us. Clearly not. <laughs> no. Very inconvenient. <laughs> no shit. Um we got until October next year though. Yeah, I think we got plenty of time. I guess the consensus when I even say the consensus, I mean, the argument coming alive. in. <laughs> Look, I ain't getting tased until October 2019. I want to see this shit unfold. Tasing ain't going to kill you. Hey, man, Tasing could kill you. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. The question is, and we can here comes the debate, I don't think this is going to make it the quote-unquote A show. Just my opinion on this, you got to look at what's happening now. Yeah, you know, I agree, you know, with a billion dollars in, you're going to have to, you know, make sure that eyes are going to watch. Well, eyes are going to watch anyway just for the the novelty of it to begin with the first few months. But then at a certain point, you're going to have to put something into this. WWE track record, current track record included, has not shown anything to me on either side, Raw or SmackDown, to where it makes me believe like, okay, now all of a sudden here's a billion dollars and they're going to, you know, raise this bar up and have great you know, pay-per-view matches on SmackDown. I still think it's going to be the B show, especially if Raw is going to get a same kind of deal at some point. You're not going to leave them on USA. Raw is going to have to get some money too. Where are they going to go? Oh, uh, well, that's a good point. I mean, that that's a good point. Like, it, because Raw is on USA right now, and right USA now, yeah. is owned by NBC. Okay, but they're not going to stay on... It. There's no way. If SmackDown is getting a billion to go on Fox... 
Raw is the flagship show. It ain't like SmackDown's versus Raw, though. It's all WWE. You're buying into that bragging rights bullshit pay-per-view, though. No, I'm not buying into it. All we've heard is how Raw is this flagship show, correct or not. It's the three-hour show. It's not all we've heard. It's the truth. It is the flagship show. So if we're going to take that truth, let's spin it forward. If SmackDown is worth a billion dollars, what the fuck is Raw worth? Two beer. Yeah, the jury's still out on that because I would say that they are going to have to up their game when it comes to a primetime Fox show. You know, JCB, you're saying that, you know, folks are going to watch and they're going to watch anyway. Yeah, because it's a a novelty, but you can't. My skepticism of the whole thing is just what I've been seeing lately. You got to prove it to me at some point that you're going to step this up. Sure, and they've got some time, thankfully. And at the same time, I'm sure there's something written in that contract that says if they do not perform certain Nielsen ratings, then they get moved to something like a Fox Sports 1 or, you know, something, you know, some other package that's not primetime Fox. Um, But time will tell. Uh, What's Raw worth compared to SmackDown? I don't know. When's when's their contract up? Does anybody know? Uh, I was... I was trying to research it before we got us on. I, I still haven't seen it. Yeah, I was going to say it, it had sometime in 2019. Same, let's say 2020. Who, there's just no way. USA gave away. I shouldn't even say gave away. They had the right of first refusal. Do you think that Fox? And they didn't even try to match this. Do you think that Fox knows the difference between Raw and SmackDown as to what? they'll put their money into it's wwe if wwe wants to put all of their stars onto smackdown and they're they're getting paid a billion dollars by fox they'll do it they'll put they'll they'll make they'll make they'll put the roman fr- reigns right over there right exactly <laughs> well honestly i mean if you well, play my, your- my thought was braun Strowman. i i think that braun Strowman is a guy that listen we're talking about fox which has NFL rights, right? And yeah. they show two NFL shows, or, well, I mean, just two per market, but they show tons of NFL games per week during that four-month stretch. You're talking about watching a game with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, where Joe Buck's going to say, <laughs> this Friday on SmackDown, it's going to be <laughs> Braun Strowman versus John Cena. Now... They might smirk at it at the beginning, <laughs> but they do the same shit for Jack Bauer with uh, 24, Before, don't yeah, they? So yeah, for sure. why can't they just kind of sell it instead of laughing at it? And you're talking about a ton of eyes. And every once in a while, Fox has the Super Bowl. And you don't think WWE's going to fucking hype the shit out of their product during Sunday games, okay. Super Bowl games, playoff games, shit like that. It's a okay. big deal. It's okay. a big deal, and I, it will make it the A show. I, it, it, I disagree. I think it's going to make it the A show. It's going to, I think, I saw uh, a guy I listened to named Dave Schilling, who's on a different podcast. I saw him say this on Twitter, where he said, it is going to be, it's the biggest development in professional wrestling since the advent of the pay-per-view. And I don't think that he's wrong. Having pro wrestling weekly on network television. You can get with rabbit ears down in the south. You can get with rabbit ears. I mean, you're talking to red state America. And it's on Fox. And it's on Fox. Rupert Murdoch. They're used to scripted shit. Right. Okay. I get all that. And that's fine. You're going to get that initial bump. Do you get it, though? (laughs) 
No, I do get it. Okay, right. I just disagree with why you guys think it's going to work. I just don't think it's going to work because we. It always comes back to the soundbite we did the, the week I was gone. It's, it's about the about booking. It's all about no. No, it, this is about booking. It really is. Okay, this you is not about booking. Yeah, it is. It has nothing to but do yes, with booking. Yes, it does. It has no, it every, because you're going to get that bump. But if you keep putting that same bullshit product out in 2019 in October, well, I, people are going to stop so watching. At I some point. Point. Do you think they asked for some of their money back after they saw the Bobby Lashley segment the other night? They need to. <laughs> Here's the okay, thing, that's all I'm saying. Here's what I'm worried. I'm not worried in the sense. I, I mean, I I think that it will definitely be the A show in the sense it's their most attentive product, but. I'm worried it will dilute the product for the Walmart crowd and for everyone else who doesn't necessarily, everyone else who's not us. It's going to make it more to the where Walmart the shit crowd, that we hate. The Walmart crowd, crowd is already the, the crowd, crowd that, that is already <laughs> crowd that they're appealing to. If anything, I, I think there's only one way to make it and it's going to make it better. You will not see bullshit like the Bobby Lashley sisters segment on there. Psst, you, please. Please, you're going to still see that. I think you'll this see more of it. This is sports entertainment. Thank you. Oh, no, I Thank disagree. you. No. You're going to see more of it. This is sports entertainment, and Vince makes it a no. point to say no. this isn't because wrestling. The casual observer will not watch that garbage. Sam wouldn't watch. Sam would not watch. Sam would, Sam would turn it I off. Bet if there was, I bet Sam if, would watch if it was compelling television. If there's a, if there's a maybe a match that maybe Sam accidentally got in, maybe got sucked into after eight minutes, he might sit there and watch and say, "Oh, I'm going to watch the end of this one," and then maybe you have a good twenty minute match or something. But he's not going to watch that. Bobby Lashley. He will if there's segment. a celebrity on it, and the celebrity is much more likely to be on Fox. Then they like think about what was the basketball player that they had on there Levar, when they had Lavar Ball. Yeah, on I there. see more shit like that coming. No, no, no. But, but, but that was that shit was like the worst. Exactly. That was that's the worst. all I'm worried about. I don't think that's going to happen because people are going to see that and they're going to say, "Man, I'm done with this. I'm not going to watch it anymore." If you put compelling characters on, if you treat it like an what the, what do I always say? If you treat it like an actual sport, then you'll have more viewers. That's what. I would hope would happen, but I so don't have confidence what, that it but will. But I, I think the market will dictate that that is actually what happens. So they will treat it more like an actual sport. And because the the casual viewer, the casual observer, people that people that I talk to every day via text on my phone and via WhatsApp on my phone, they might watch it for the novelty factor a couple weeks, and then they'll be like, man, this shit is terrible. Why would I watch this? Unless you put compelling characters and compelling matches on. I, that, I agree with that. I just don't think that's what's going to happen. I just I feel like Kiefer Sutherland's going to be on there. Yes or no answer. You have you have confidence that this creative team can come in in the fall of 2019 and start getting their shit together and make this compelling to watch. This creative team? This creative team. Yes or no? I think they need Amoroso. Yes. Yes or no? Do you have do you have faith? Oh no. I say that if if you tell somebody that they're only allowed to eat one meal a day, that that person will say, "Fuck that! I need three meals a day." But if you make them only have one meal a day, that eventually they'll get used to it and they'll basically make it work around that. Right. So if you tell this creative team, like you guys actually have to get your shit together and actually have to come up with good stuff and it's a meritocracy. And if you can't do it, 
then you're going then we're getting rid of you and get we're so, we're getting somebody else in there then they will make it happen i think that vince mcmahon is smart enough and vince mcmahon is the creative team vince is about his money okay he ain't worried That's about this. That's why you should this. make a and that product. About this. I, I think that we have fundamentally different views on this, is that I think that because it's worth so much money and because it's so much pressure on him, that it will end up being better for the product than worse for the product. That's right. my that's my belief. And if you guys disagree, I don't... I'm the one that's disagreeing because... I don't fault you at all for disagreeing it's because it's... Because ne- they've done nothing to prove, prove it. it otherwise. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. The, the greatest Royal Rumble was a money fucking grab. So God forbid if it doesn't go well on Fox and they go to Fox Sports One, that check's still going Man, to get cashed. That greatest Royal no Rumble. What? That greatest Royal Rumble would have made a ton of money on Fox. Yeah. A ton of money. That's what you. That's what it you're going to see. Of that's, easily, that's a great example. It was of what a bunch of, what's on the horizon. Was, the, right, the greatest Royal Rumble is what you're going to see. But there was once no, but, the, but there Fox was, but there was no Bailey. There was no Bailey. This is your life on there, though, was there? It will be. No, there won't. There will not. They will. Especially they will. if they go to three hours, you act like this. They're going to do a bunch of wrestling. There's they're a, not going to do a bunch of wrestling. They're going to cut is off sports the chaff. Entertainment. They're going to cut off the chaff. Okay, we'll see. That'll bring us to our two counts. You beer, you remember it? Man, I can bear I'm trying to, I, I came up with it. I came up with it. I'm not even drunk tonight, but all this, all this nonsense. Uh, I'm so sorry, I'm right. We got uh, uh, Miss TV this week. Uh, we had New Day out there. Bring it in, Daddy. Yeah, he nailed it. Great segment. You know, had the New Day out, basically grilling them, saying who's going to be the Money in the Bank challenger. And just all around, Miss TV is just one of the better segments, whether it's on Raw, SmackDown, whatever. It's a highlight of the show. And as much as I agree with Bill, and I think, you know, we should show wrestling as, you know, in its purest form, uh, Miss TV is still great. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah, for you sure. Need, you need, you know, some of those things. Uh, you don't need Bobby Lashley sisters. You don't need Bailey. This is your life. But Miss TV is where you should be. And, for the uh, record, I'm not against Miss TV. I'm, I'm pro oh, Miss no, TV. No, I know you are. I, don't, I was about to say, I don't think anybody in here is not pro Miss TV at this point. Yeah. But yeah, so we still don't know. Um, so kind of the question here, I mean, they picked Big E. They gave us a little tease and said it's going to be Big E. But they said it's going to be Big E tonight. So um, kind of the question you know, I got to throw out to you guys is who do you think it will be and who do you think it should be? Or are they the same person? JCB. Who do I think it will be? I think it will be Kofi just because this is his specialty. It's in his wheelhouse it's kind of hard. This goes back to what I was just saying. WWE has a hard time coming out of its little comfort zone. Kofi has done this before. You know he has a proven track record. That's who I think it's going to be. Who it should be is Big E, hands down. It's, I'm not saying, and we've talked about, you know, the New Day breaking up or whatever, and, you know, they're going their separate ways. Um, I read an article on Breacher Report basically saying, you know, here's a theory where they don't have to break up. Big E is your singles guy. You got Kofi and Xavier as the tag team. This is the, just because it's the first team I'm thinking about, it's the Undisputed Era, you know, where Adam Cole is the lead. And then you got Fish, O'Reilly, and uh, Roderick Strong is basically, you know, the tag team champs in some form or fashion. That could work. That's something that, for me as a New Day fan, it 
it encompasses all good things. It keeps them together. You put Big E as the lead. Clearly, he he can do it. I mean, he's got the charisma. He's got the fucking uh, the ring and ring ability. I mean, if you go back and watch NXT back in the day, and that was developmental. He was the shit then. So I mean, it's just a chance for him to get the ball and run with it. My biggest fear is because, and I, I'm just gonna say it. He's black and. WWE does not are. have WWE does not have a very good track record when it comes to black wrestlers and putting them at the top of the card. Let's no just call sh- it for what it is. No, that's exactly right. Um, I, I could give you pros and cons for all, all of them. It'd be hard for me to give come up with a pro for Xavier Woods. But if I was booking it, what I would do is have them choose Big E, have Big E win the money in the bank and then have Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston turn on them, become heel and become a new heel tag team. And then that would be a way to get big E over as a face. I would say, I also think that Kofi would be a good decision because I would love to see Kofi get a run with the big belt. I don't think we're ever going to see it. I think that that ship is passed. Long pass. Yeah. Um, but Kofi certainly put in his work for the company. So you're agreeing with me. You, you think it's, it should be Big E. I think it should be Big E. I think it will be Big E. Uh, really? Yes. Okay. The only thing that gives me pause is that they put him in that match the, the, the other night against The Miz, and it just seems a little too obvious to have. Now, of course, there's a couple weeks before we get into the money in the bank. Yeah, but I think three it, or four. I, I definitely think it should be Big E. I think Big E is a star. As a heel or a face. I remember when he came in as a heel, um, it was the first television I had looked at in five days because my wife and I were on our honeymoon in Jamaica. She passed out, and I turned on the TV, and I turned on SmackDown, and <laughs> it was... Who big, the fuck is this? It was Dolph Ziggler and this big black dude standing <laughs> in the middle of the ring while AJ Lee skipped around them, and I was like, what the hell did I miss? I've only been out of the country. How long have I been out of the country? Like, what's going on? And they were... St- I, can't, I think they were I think they were standing over Daniel Bryan or something, but... Um, no, I'm a, I'm a big E mark. Like, I love him. I wish he'd stop being so goofy because I think he can be a badass face and a badass heel. I, I appreciate his goofy side more so than I do, uh, you know, Xavier's. Kofi, I just think, I think Kofi can't be a heel, but he's definitely a great face. But Big E's definitely got the biggest upside of all those three guys. I agree. I agree. What do you think, Zach? I totally, Jason kind of took the words out of my mouth. I won't beleaguer the point. I think uh, Big E deserves it, but it's going to be Kofi because they're going to go with their bread and butter and they know that it's going to be good. And um, I just don't trust them to make the right decision. Ultimately, I think my my knee jerk reaction is I don't think Big E is going to win the money in the bank. So that's why I'm kind of thinking that if you don't want to waste him in this match, but at some point you got to allow him to prove himself. You know what I'm saying? You got to put him in a spot to where, you know, he can he can shine. And I think he could do it. I just don't think WWE is just conservative. And I think they want to put all their big names in the right spot to make this, you know, something to kind of make up for what we've been seeing in the past, which doesn't mean anything. Cause I mean, you can have all the big names in the, on the block and they can still have some, you know, double count out because it is guys a are fairly stacked money in the bank, money in the bank match. So we have Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, The Miz, Rusev, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, 
Daniel Bryan or Samoa Joe, which we'll get to in a second, or Big E, Kofi, or Xavier Woods. Um, if it's Big E and Daniel Bryan or Samoa Joe, that is a stacked yeah. money in the bank match. Can you imagine a Big E versus Samoa Joe match? That'd be great. Might Oof. start a grease fire. I see you wrong. Because <laughs> 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 they're fat. <laughs> I was going to say, come on, man. Shit. Can they, Samoa Joe is still one of the best of the ring, fat or not. I don't care no what nobody shit. says. You know what? That'll bring us to our three counts. So, um, Jeff Hardy and Daniel Bryan had a good match. Jeff Hardy has had a string of good matches since he's come back as a singles competitor uh, in the last few weeks. And he had another good one the other night with Daniel Bryan that was brought about because Big Cass got hurt. Um, the Does winner, that a work or not? Big Cass getting hurt? I got to think it's not a work. I think they made it look like a work, but... He's legit hurt. He got hurt at a house show, right? Right, yeah. Uh, but they had a good match. Convenient because they don't have to bury him any other way now. Mm, so we got Daniel Bryan. <laughs> after Daniel Bryan beat Jeff Hardy clean the other night, that's uh, about Samoa Joe came out and cut a mean ass promo on Daniel Bryan. So next week we're gonna have Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe to see who gets the last spot in the Money in the Bank match. Two beers, Zach. Who do you think is going to win that match and why? Oh, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about this. Now these two guys, these two guys have a history against each other going back over 10 years. Yeah, so the last time they met was 2006 in a cage match in Ring of Honor. So, uh, But they've had lots and lots of matches before that. Um, we're thinking about watching the cage match, so if we have time next week, we'll talk about the cage match. So if you guys have time, you know. I'd love to. <laughs> Duh. Google it. <laughs> Done. And by you guys, I didn't mean you guys. I mean oh, everybody okay. yeah. listening. So the you guys, ro- you guys have you. nothing but time. Who do you think but, wins? <laughs> Uh, yeah right. Fuck. <laughs> Brian is so over. I I feel like I feel like I want it to be Samoa Joe, but I feel like Brian is so over that there's no way they don't have him in this match. But how they put him in that match and not have him win without having the crowd turn against him? Oh, it's easy. He's an underdog anyway. How do you put him in the? Okay, all right. So JCB, who do you think wins that? I, match? I totally agree. Daniel Bryan is. Is the guy that once again that will get in the guy that should get in is Samoa Joe. At a certain point, you're going to have to start backing up Samoa Joe's words with action. You got to get him some some queen wins, not even queen wins, just wins. Okay, that's, wh- that's why I think Samoa Joe wins. I can see Daniel Bryan. This is WWE. When I don't remember could you last, not see, good could you not see put- Cass coming out? And taking out Daniel Bryan during the yeah, Money in that, Bank, that which would is be, the okay, match, but that's so it. No but DQs. that would be at Money in the Bank. Daniel Bryan winning next Tuesday for me won't be a surprise if he wins. It will be a surprise if he loses. What to me is the setup is is that Big Cass will come down at some point during the Money in the Bank because Daniel Bryan obviously beats Samoa Joe and then interferes. Gets him in some form or fashion focused on him, not on the big picture. Okay, mm-hmm. if Daniel Bryan goes and he doesn't win, it's not the end of the world. It's like Two Beer said, this is the underdog story anyway. That's what keeps Daniel Bryan relevant and you know in the conscience of you know just average Joe Schmo. You want to keep Daniel Bryan and Miz kind of close to each other because at some point 
we got to put them together. You know if, what? If Miz wins, now you got something you can play. You know, whoever has, we can have a match. Whoever wins has the, the briefcase. Just at thinking some about, later point. Just thinking about these money in the bank predictions is giving me anxiety because. You know, this is going to be the first prediction of the new year, and I already had to take a chop from Kirk Stallion. <laughs> and like, this is a big one, right? Because it can go it a lot. Big. It can go a lot of different ways. There's a couple guys that probably won't win, yeah, but I, I don't know. Say, let's, like, let's not make this geometry. I, I, could, I mean, I could see Bobby Roode winning. I mean, I could see. You got your mind. He's already starting off on a bad foot. Just Man, trying, look, just trying to get you guys in the I'll, right I'll mindset. say it right now. If Bobby Roode wins, I will grow a beer for a calendar year from that point on. And I hate fucking beers. I can't do it. I was going to say, that sounds pretty hot. You look like Bimbo Slice. Hate this up. <laughs> Bimbo. I'll come across this motherfucker smack the shit out you right now. I couldn't come up with anything else like that this slice. Yeah, I say, come on, man. I look way better than Kimbo Slice. Are you kidding me right yeah, now? Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, Wait, did he, he die? Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he died. Yeah, okay. He's dead. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know. I think that Samoa Joe wins next week. I, I gotta. I hope you're right. I just have no faith. I don't. I, I could don't. see him putting in putting Dana Bryan in a different match at Money in the Bank, even though it's already kind of a uh, stacked card. But at least they didn't put that. Okay, third money so in the bank. more so to my point. If if you're Vince, who do you want in this match? Samoa Joe Bimbo or Daniel Bryan? Slice. Yeah, you're a dick. <laughs> you want Daniel Bryan in this match? I mean, it's it's pretty. You want easy. Daniel Bryan in that match? Yeah. That's true. Samoa Joe, just get stop burying the guy. Give the guy a belt or something. Fucking put him on commentary every week. I'd be fine. With he that. was great on commentary. At least he's, he's awesome. got a career. That's the best thing. If he ever gets hurt, he's got a fucking career ahead of him. Oh uh, well, there's something else I want to talk about. But before I talk about that, that's going to do it for our three counts. And I'm going to tell you about our second sponsor tonight, which is J.J. Twigs. J.J. Twigs, guys, I was there twice this week again. Also, uh, you know, this week I got the Route 66, which is their barbecue chicken pizza, barbecue sauce, Mm -mm. chicken, Mm -mm. bacon, onion, get that Nickel City with that butter, buffalo sauce and buttermilk ranch dressing, chicken and crumble blue cheese, man. uh, J.J. Twigs on South Hampton, just south of Eichelberger, right by my house. You can just come and knock on my door. Come on, knock on my door. Come on, knock on my door. Bring some, bring me some JJ Twix pizza. No, and don't worry about Jason that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> hit, hit them up. Tell them the band from Ringside sent you. They are a friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show. Not from that day one ish, but from that day two ish. They've been around for a yeah, while, so nice. check them yeah. out, guys. It's a great atmosphere. If you want to watch the game, if you want to get a pizza, get some wings, have some beers, go to JJ Twigs in Southampton. Tell them the band from Ringside sent you. This is Band from Ringside. All right, so we got some odds and ends, and the first odd and end is going to be that Battle of the Super Juniors started, uh, I guess, maybe a week ago, 10 days ago, whatever, doesn't matter. Uh, four days in, we've got uh, two, de- two A block days, two B block days, just to go over. Unfortunately, if you haven't seen up to this point, you might want to just let me go away for a little bit because spoiler alert starts... Now, you want me to go over the competition before? Yeah, but you can throw out the names and then uh, I can set it up at that point. Folks who aren't familiar can kind of know what you guys are talking about. So, A Block, we've got Tiger Mask 4. Uh, This guy is the only guy to win back to back Battle of Super Juniors. He won in 04 and 05. 
It's kind of like the last remaining old school junior heavyweight, uh, you know, since junior Tushin Thunder Liger retired. He's, you know, he's masked. His name's Tiger Mask. He's got a tiger mask. It's not that hard to figure yeah, out. Yeah, I was about to say, somebody's thinking. Uh, so uh, he, uh, six-time junior heavyweight champ. Uh, he was PWI number 25 in 20, 2005. No real chance of winning this thing, I don't think, be just because he's, you know, kind of old school. But okay. there's no discounting anybody and that's the only reason i say that is because there's no discounting anybody in this tournament i was gonna say new japan is good for making you think one thing and then sucker punching you with the other that's why i love it i mean this guy can still go uh kanamaru from suzuki gun uh, you might know him because he's the junior tag champ uh with el desperado uh one of the most decorated junior heavyweights in history uh in pro wrestling noah uh you know his match with bushi good match yeah that no, was a good match so, AAW champ, ACH, oh, also boy. in the A block. So, two thousand, or you know, we're here in Illinois. So, AAW is very relevant for us. Uh, this dude's a fan favorite everywhere. We've seen him wrestle. Um, yeah, always I get his T-shirt, man. That was hot. Yeah, always over. Uh, you know, could win. You know, Osprey's another Westerner, and he's the champion. Uh, he's well loved. You know, we'll see how he goes. Uh, he's definitely over. Um, Flip Gordon. He's there, you know, because give ROH some representation. I like Flip a lot, just just in the simple fact that he's probably not going to win, but he's a relative j- rookie. And if he can get over there and impress, he can go from ROH New Japan easily, and people would love him. He could be the next Juice Robinson. Absolutely. I mean, he it's easy for him to get over because his matches are very fun. He's you know his name's Flip Gordon. Okay. I mean, like the move he did in the ACH match, jump from one road to the other and then flipping off the top. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Absolutely. Stupid. So silly. Uh, definitely fun guy. Uh, then we got Yo uh, from Chaos and Rapunji 3K. Uh, tags with Show. He's the Wrestling Observer Rookie of the Year 2013. Uh, he's kind of the faster, more Yo's charismatic badass. of the two. Yeah, I like yeah, Yo I a lot. Him. He's the Shawn Michaels to Show's Marty Jannetty. Really? Only, only Jannetty. Like shows way better than Genetti. Yeah, okay, that's what I was getting ready to say. <laughs> Show, shows had a couple good matches so far. Yes, but as far as like the dynamic of their tag team, right. uh, but yeah, so happy to see him in singles competition. Uh, real interesting. Then we got Bushi, who I love. He's part of Lig Lij. Uh, love his style. I feel like he's a little overlooked in Lij because everybody else in Lij, LIJ is, is badass. Lij Los is Ignorobis not. Yeah. 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 So, God, I love their factions, man. They just they, see that's never mind. Go ahead. I just <laughs> wonder. I just wonder to remind the listener that that's part of Naido's thing. Yes. Yeah. It's, that's Naido's faction. So, you know, Bushi comes out with the mask and the suit, and it's just a great gimmick. No, I love it. I was going to say he's he's one of the few that I haven't seen because I obviously haven't watched New Japan a lot. Probably a year coming up in a few weeks. Um, He's one of the ones that I wanted to see in this tournament because you don't see him in a lot of singles anymore. You see him in a lot of, you know, early tag matches or whatever the case may be. Six-man tags. Stuff like that where you really don't give him a chance to shine. This is the opportunity for a lot of guys that can be able to, especially like you said, Rapongi 3K, I think, is one of the few that have really, you know, stole the show, quote-unquote, a little bit the first couple of, I guess, what is it, day four now? Day five, it will start, I guess, at some point today. But yeah, for me personally. Shit, I wish. Um, Well, at least least it'll be up. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, I'll, I'll be up. At, I'll, wake up. I'll, wake, I'll wake up to 30 tweets. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, we also have Will Ospreay, current junior heavyweight champ. Uh, I mean, 
this guy's very polarizing. Either you love him or you hate him. I love him. I don't I see think how, he's anybody, great. how you could hate him. People, there's some people that are very against the flippy shit and they oh, think it's too scripted, but I fucking love it. His matches with Ricochet and Kushida and I mean, just oh, fantastic. Shit. He's injured, so there's something there. Um, they're really working oh, I, that I'm injured sorry. angle. We're, we're question in the corner. No, Building. he just said there's some people that hate him and. Oh, he's okay, raising his hand. Whatever. <laughs> That's one of me. <laughs> say, like, well, I, I converted you over to Zack Sabre Jr. I can get you with Will Ospreay, yeah, too. Yeah, but you haven't got me on Ricochet. Like, I remember the Will Ospreay and Ricochet match that I watched, and it's just a little too choreographed for me. I might have talked about this last week. but Watch, like, watch uh, Ospreay and uh, Marty Skrull. Yeah, Osprey Skrull was great. I watched that match, but that's because Marty Skrull is not like Osprey or Ricochet at all. Okay, Osprey so and Ricochet are... They're mirror images okay, of each so other. Osprey Kushida, the same way. Okay, like, th- even better. I was going to say. Yeah, it might depend on the opponent, you know. But the common denominator is Will Osprey. That's all I'm saying. Okay, go ahead. So anyway, <laughs> definitely a favorite just because he's the current champion. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. He's injured. They're definitely playing that angle up. Um, I don't see him coming out of this just because of that injury angle, you know, kayfabe style. Uh, then we got Bone Soldier, the, the new style. <laughs> then we got the we're new gonna, Bone Soldier, a new shirt, BFR, kayfabe style. <laughs> You're gonna have to spell that because I can't spell that. Uh, so we got Taiji Ishimori. Uh, he's from the Bullet Club. He was introduced uh, at he's Don Taku. Bad, fucking ass. amazing. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I like a, the Osprey. That I, I like the Osprey Ishimori shit uh, match. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ishimori's brutally totally attacked yeah. the match. No, I liked him a lot. I was gonna yeah. say this is the first time I see him in the the, the two matches I've seen he's him Bullet in. Club? Have just, have just he's Bullet Club. He's Bullet Club, and he's the new Bone Soldier, and he's definitely a favorite. Uh, so that's Block A. Uh, so Block B, we got Chris Saban. Uh, you know, rookie Badass. of the year back in 2003. This guy is an amazing talent. And 2003, God damn. He is a veteran. I mean, so. he was in TNA for a while. True story. Yeah. Absolutely. He's half of the Motor City Machine Guns. He had a match with Kushida, which was great. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Ooh. Most of the Machine Guns got a birthday coming up. Go oh, ahead. nice. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Alex, Alex Shelley, uh, he also tagged with Kushida, so we had two Alex Shelley tag partners uh, in the you know first night of Block B. Uh, great match. Saban, you know, is back for the first time in eight years. Uh, you know, he's held some titles in New Japan, but he hasn't wrestled New Japan for about eight years. So great to see him back. Uh, we'll see how he does in this tournament. Uh, Kushida, arguably the ace of the junior heavyweight division. Arguably. I mean, uh, had amazing matches, capable of five-star matches, lost his first right. fucking <laughs> match. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, so he... This happened? He won in 2012, I think, and, and uh, he's won a couple years of BOSJ, and he won last year, and then he lost his first match, first match to Saban. So uh, that just goes to show, BOSJ, you never know what's going to happen. New Japan, you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Then we got show over Punji 3K, like I said, definitely the muscle of the group. Great match with Dragon Lee. Check that shit out. Uh, El Desperado, also of Suzuki Gun. Like I said, current tag champ um, with Kanemaru. Uh, very nefarious. Um, one, you know, dirty. Let's yeah, see how many say, dirty. Nefarious was a nice word. Yes. Uh, let's see if he can outvillain the villain. Right. Who's also in the same block. Uh, then we got Hiromu Takahashi, most popular junior heavyweight uh, in the entire division. Very fun to watch. Throws himself in the air and then decides what to do on the way down. Uh, definitely a favorite to win. And uh, Marty Skrull, like I said, the villain. Lots going on with Marty Skrull, though, with all the Bullet Club bullshit. I feel like if a Bullet Club member is going to win, it's probably going to be Bone Soldier. 
uh, but can't count the villain out. And then we got Dragon Lee. Bone Soldier is such a good name. It is. <laughs> for a variety of reasons. <laughs> uh, then we got Dragon Lee, who's the only true luchador in the 25th uh, Battle of the Super Juniors. Young guy. He's younger than like 25. Uh, really? He's amazing. Like, he's got a great look. He reminds me of like an, a more ripped Ultimo Dragon. Mm-hmm. And then we got uh, Raisuki Taguchi, who I love. He's super goofy. Uh, he won, you know, don't count this guy out, kayfabe style. I think his his kayfabe opponents style. might not take him seriously because he's a total comedy act. But this guy can get it done. He won the Battle of Super Juniors in 2012. He's a four-time junior tag champ with Prince DeVitt, uh, two-time junior heavyweight champion, two-time other tag champion uh, with a couple other guys. Yeah. It's Finn Balor, everybody. Yeah, right. So anyway... Block A, Block B, rundown. What do you got, JCB? What's the standings? Points-wise on Block A, you're going to have Tiger Mask and Ishimori both with four points. I think Ishimori's going to come out of this. It just makes sense, but we'll see what happens. ACH, Flip Gordon, Will Ospreay, and Yo all have two points. Bushi and Kanemaru both have zero. Not sure how this is going to work out, but I'm sure that, uh, at some point they're going to get points. I just don't think either one are going to be important coming down the stretch. Block B, you have El Desperado and Dragon Lee, which is now like my personal favorite now because you just said that he reminds me of Ultimate Dragon. I was looking at him. I was like, who does he remind me of? But that's who he reminds me of. They're both at four points. Then you What's got- Creek? No. You have Earthquake? <laughs> no. Glacier? I was going to say, Shock Trooper? under 300 pounds, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Kushida, Chris Saban's show, and Takahashi all at two points. And the villain, Marty Scarl, no points. Not saying that this has anything to do with the Bullet Club problems going on, but I think that's I think they have bigger plans with Marty Scarl. I don't think this is uh, something you really have to watch him for at this point. This is banned from ringside. All right, a couple of other odds and ends before we get done. Um, I guess they put Kevin Owens in the ring with Roman Reigns just to show how bad of a promo Roman Reigns is. Like, was that the <laughs> point? Is that Kevin Owens is so good at promos that Roman Reigns sucks so you know, bad? No, actually, and, you know what the point was? Is that they so finally they could, heard me complain about storyline uh, just being con- just congruent, I guess. Not, not congruent, but just... Storyline. Continuity. Continuity. Thank you. So, do you think that uh, putting Seth Rollins in the ring with Roman Reigns was to let Roman Reigns get some of that Seth Rollins shine? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Or do you or do you think, well, I, that's what I think, too. I won't even give the other option. I was going to say, do you think they're moving towards the heel turn towards Roman Reigns? But that's obviously not what they're no, doing. No, hell no. Are you kidding me? Please. Uh, I think it's time that we talk about Bobby Lashley's sisters. Oh fuck! Um, may, maybe the worst segment in Raw history. I mean, has there been a worse segment? Uh, there has been a worse segment. I think, Bailey, this is your life was worse. <sighs> I don't know. And maybe it's not even close. Maybe. Because Sammy pulled Sammy that did what he as could. best as he could. But to those of you that aren't listening, Bobby Lashley, or those of you that aren't watching, I know nobody's <laughs> listening. But to those of you and that aren't watching, watching. <laughs> to those of you that aren't watching, uh, Bobby Lashley. Did a sit down interview about his three sisters the other the other week. Uh, we mentioned it on the podcast. We weren't real sure what the point of it was. I guess it was trying to get him over as a baby face. Sami Zayn decided last week that he was going to announce in advance that he was going to interview Bobby Lashley's sisters on the show, and they brought out three black men in drag to act as Bob. I know, and I say it, it sounds worse, doesn't it? Oh, it's 
to act, to act as Bobby Lashley's <laughs> sisters. And uh, two of them made choices to talk in high voices. One of them just talked yeah. as himself. Fuck it. This I is gotta, what you get with Fox Smackdown. I, okay. That's, I your, got, that's your billion dollars right there. I got to think that this was um, playing to an audience of one. Like, I bet Vince thought this was really funny because this is the type of shit that Vince thinks is funny that nobody else thinks is funny. And the crowd, as, as much as I respect the performers in the ring like the crowd really needs to start turning against shit like this oh yeah they need to boo it out of the building they need to boo it out of the building and not just boo it no, just take no, it take it no, over they did they did start right. saying you no, are cunts right. no you are cunts they did it right. start saying something that they can't beep out that will just drive them away from doing this all together no. they just get on their phones and they're like when what, when is this over what is a wrestler always say is the worst thing and that, I that, can, that can happen to them that the crowd does nothing and the crowd was doing nothing. They weren't saying anything. They weren't, you know, cheering or anything. The little jokes of, okay, here's this dirty towel that I'm going to rub in my sister's face. Here's this broom that you should be riding on. I'm going to throw you out of the ring with this broom. The crowd oh, wasn't dude, reacting was with so that. so bad. That's, that's what you need to do. Could not Instead have been of worse. booing Roman Reigns, you don't say anything. All right, we had a contract signing um, between... Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax. The only reason I can think that Stephanie was there was just because she's the best promo of all three of them, and she cut promos for, on both of them, basically. Um, any thoughts on that, Zach? Yeah, I mean, Ronda was better than she has been on the mic. Uh, she didn't have to say that much. Yeah, which is good. She was fine. But she was fine. She's fine. Yeah. She's not as good as Cass, but she's fine. Oh, Jesus. Here you go. <laughs> not as good as Cass. Please. No, here's, I, go I, ahead. Go ahead. I, I don't have a whole lot to say about this. I'm not excited about it. She's uh, not as good as Cass, though, right? No, she's not. Cass is not Thank very you. good. I knew I knew you agreed with me. I was No, I'll say, never mind. Okay. All right, we don't have to talk about this anymore. I wonder anymore. if Ronda has pepperoni no. tits, though. <laughs> good question, number one. <laughs> And number two, just to get back, just to throw my Sam's two cents Sam's been out of town for a couple of weeks. Sam's like, what the <laughs> fuck are these guys talking about with pepperoni tits? <laughs> you are here for pepperoni tits. That's great. Uh, do we like the B team? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's getting better. I mean, they're just, ultimately, the tag team division is non-existent. And we're just throwing a team out there because AOP has gone AWOL. Sandy is nowhere to be found. It's just, okay, we don't want to put effort into this, but we we put enough effort into Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt to be in a team, so let's just throw somebody out there to have them beat. Uh, oh, here's the B team. We had, the, we had the Miz and Big E have a pretty decent match. Uh, Big E lost because of bar interference. What The note that I took watching this was that I wish there was a face announcer to be there to be like, hey, this is bullshit. I can't believe that uh, the bar interfered and that Biggie lost, but there's nothing there. Like it's Michael, or it's not Michael Cole, it's uh, Tom Phillips. Tom, yeah. Tom, Tom Phillips is there to be like, well, you know, he's he, was a straight shooter. he was distracted. He was distracted by the bar. It's like there should be a face announcer there to decry everything that the heels are doing. And I wish the WWE had more of that. I like Tom Phillips because he just plays it like it is. I like Tom Phillips also. But there should be like a a face announcer to argue that point. Especially, you know, tell the crowd what they're supposed to think. Yeah, tell the crowd what they're supposed to think. That's faces and heels. It's made sense since the beginning of time. JCB? I'm trying to think who... 
it's Tom Phillips, Corey Graves. Who's the third person on SmackDown? Byron Saxton. That's why I got. That's who it is, but it, Byron does, it just doesn't really Byron work. Byron Saxon's a nothing voice. Yeah, just on Raw they have Corey Graves and Coach who flip between face and heel the whole right. time, which doesn't make any sense either. Like it shouldn't be called down the middle. It should be. You need to have a face and heel to tell the crowd what to think, and that and that just goes back to how things are different between that WWF and this WWE. That WWF announcers put guys over. This WWE, I mean, they it's, only it's put rare. Roman over. Yeah, I was they only say, put Roman over. It's rare yeah. when they put somebody. What else do you over. think about Aiden English coming out and doing Lana's introduction this week? Yeah, I'm I'm happy. We're pro that, right? Yeah, I mean, as absolutely. a podcast, no. Lana? Mm. No. Oh. No, do. give me a better one than that. Hang on. <laughs> okay, so uh, Aiden English came out and gave uh, Lana's introduction this week. Mm. <laughs> See, I just had to clear my voice for a little bit. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's all playing the seeds to a possible heel turn, but Lana has no business in the Money in Bank match. Just not. Just unless, pick somebody unless, else. Unless I don't they're, go- they're going to make Rusev and Lana Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Bank. Ooh. And that's the only, and that's, if you do that, then it's all good. If you don't, I got a problem with that because she took somebody's spot. Have them cash in at the same time and both lose. (laughs) Oh, dirty. I should book the territory. Hey guys, uh, we know there's tons of podcasts (laughs) to listen to, so we appreciate you taking the time to listen to ours. Before you say anything, there's no more territories. We know that. We have some birthdays. Birthdays, go. A couple guys that have mentioned already. Occam. Is that his name? Occam? Oh, from, um, from Authors of Pain. Get, yeah. 25. No. God damn. What? No, right. Road Dogs 49. Mm. Uh, Chris Benoit. <laughs> Is he still alive? I don't know. Like, I've, I haven't heard of him. <laughs> I think he's... Oh, yeah. He's spending more time with his family. Uh, Kota, <laughs> Kota Bushi is 36. Brian Pillman? No, seriously. Not so alive? No, he's 56. Uh, Daniel Bryan is 37. Alex Shelley, the previously mentioned Alex Shelley, is only 35, which means those Motor City Machine Gun matches. I must have written that down wrong. He's got to be 45, right? No way. He doesn't have to be. He just means he started young. That means those Motor City Machine Guns versus Beer Money matches, those guys were all in their 20s when they did that, when it was James Storm... Look at fucking Chris Pete Dunn and God Tyler Bate. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, good point. Um, Bray Wyatt's 31. His brother, Bo Dallas, is only 28. Bray Wyatt's younger than me. God damn. He's 31. Yeah. That's it? Bigger than you, though, too. In uh, a few ways, probably. Uh, Alberto, JoJo Alberto Del Rio is 41, Del- which is uh, 97 in cocaine years. Man, this is a this is a big <laughs> week for birthdays. Roman Reigns <laughs> turned 33 this week. Yeah, uh, I told you guys thanks for listening already. Right, get the fuck out of here. Oh no, y'all, y'all for Shock City Studios. Jack. For Sam Mall, Jack. For JD Twigs. Jack, for I'm Soul be there Taco. Jack. I was for there with Friday. Bo Geesman. Vice. Vice. Jack. Am I forgetting anybody? Um, uh, I think we're good here. Uh, for Zach Bowman. For Jason Cornelius Bell. Jack, Jack. I am Job Vila, and everybody. I'm Beals. No, what I am, I'm a